On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to discuss the big Westbrook injury, Eric Gordon's return to the court, how they've played the last few games, and their playoff matchups. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream, the MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row, that's a rhythm. Triple double rust, man, I need you to acknowledge. He don't do this for the optics, man, he do this for the rock, kid. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me as always is our man on the ground, except this time he's outside the bubble kelly eco beat writer for the athletic kelly how you doing doing well man how about yourself i'm doing well man i'm ready to roll dude we got playoffs coming like this is this is is my christmas for the next six weeks well i'm glad you said ready to roll because i don't think uh some teams are ready to roll just yet we'll get into that we'll get into that before we do that we do got to give a shout out yo we got to mention kind of on the broadcast oh yeah we did hey shout out kaylee and the, and, the, and the whole team. That it was, was dope. pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to hear that. So uh, thank you guys for giving us a shout out. That If you haven't already, go back and listen to the last episode with Michael Frazier. We got into bubble life. It'll give you sort of a inside look into how guys are, are keeping themselves going inside the bubble. From our correspondent. Our, our bubble correspondent. We're going to have to try to get him back, Kelly, and see what's, yeah, we the, get him back. He's dope. what's, what's the latest in the bubble. But let's dive into it, Kelly. We do have a bit of some bad news. Uh, I always give the bad news. You break it. The team announced yesterday that Russell Westbrook had an MRI for a strained right quad, and they said that they'll reevaluate him come Monday, a.k.a. (laughs) beginning of the playoffs. So that doesn't sound too good, Mo. No, that sounds downright scary. Uh, (laughs) I've been saying kind of going into the restart and everything, I've thought the most important guy for the Rockets in the bubble was going to be Russell Westbrook. And he continued this this whole thing of, you know, unleashing the, the force that he's become. And, you know, this makes it difficult for teams to double team James immediately as he crosses half court and everything like that. Because, you know, we always know what we're going to get from James. And he's been really good in the bubble. You know, I thought he's played really well. Unfortunately, this hurts a lot. I think where the Rockets are going to suffer the most is their edge. In the playoffs, we always talk about, you know, intangibles. And Russ is someone that brings an unmatched level of intensity, of aggression, of swagger. He just gives the Rockets that different dimension that, you know, James Harden and them previously had. And now the timing is so bad because not only do you lose that heading into the beginning of a playoff matchup against a really good team in the Thunder, there's a bit of uncertainty as to how serious the injury is when he's going to come back, the biggest thing is timing because now you can't really risk bringing him back too early because the quad is a, is a really tricky injury. If you try and rush someone back, you you run the risk of potentially re-injuring it, and that's going to be really potentially damaging for your future. So I think right now the biggest thing is to make sure he's okay and how do you manage the team going forward. Yeah, and it sucks. Like yeah, I mean like, it's a blow, plain up. and simple. Like, you know, you you always want to be healthy going into the playoffs. That's like a right. no duh kind of comment. But but this one really kind of hurts in the sense of, you know, they were we're not even really going to get to see if small ball was going to work in the playoffs. You know, such a key component to that. Yeah. You, you, it it would have been exciting to watch to see this, but the whole thing, you know, from the beginning for Russ coming to the bubble late and everything like this, this whole restart has, hasn't really kind of been a great run for him. So it, 
it it definitely hurts. And like you said, quads are so tricky, man. It's so difficult to kind of get an understanding of what's going on. I mean, we've seen it, you know, we've seen the issues with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it's not the same thing as far as we know and everything like that, but it's a it's just one of those things that takes a long time to recover from. So I'm not very optimistic that he's going to be ready to go in the first round. I don't think so either. And I think, so let's say if it's a level one, you know, grade, that's what, two weeks out at minimum, just to see if he's okay. Now with the whole timing thing, everything else is thrown off because now if Russ is out, how do you manage that situation going forward? How do you compensate for what he brings to the floor? You really can't in that short span of time because, and I read about this the other day, there's been a lack of rhythm with the team. Yeah, you've, you've done some some good things, ball movement, improving the defense, communication, but the collective rhythm has been off. Everyone's been in and out of the lineup. You get Eric back, you lose Russ. You get yeah, there's Russ been back, no flow. You lose there's, Eric. Like, yeah. It hasn't been cohesive, and, and that's really unfortunate in a time where, you know, this is supposed to be the time to get everything together and get on the same page and get ready to go because there are no games to kind of give you a cushion. This is not – I think people don't well, – I'm sure people realize this, but the Thunder are a damn good team. Like, <laughs> they're no chumps. Like, Chris Paul has been playing out of his mind this season. Shea Giggs, Alexander, you know, Dennis Schroeder. Just that whole team has a lot of confidence, a lot of a lot of swagger, a lot of size, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're going to be a difficult team. There's no question about it. That's that's probably the one you, you were hoping to get Utah in, in this scenario. And, and unfortunately, Utah is kind of just kept dropping with losing games and you know you ended up in the four or five i will say this because i've been saying it the whole time you know i'd rather them be in the lakers bracket than the clippers bracket though if they move on but do they even move on i like i mean that's that's something we're going to get into probably next episode kelly see you skip forward man you you, you're jumping ahead sometimes you know that's a tease folks we're going to discuss that next episode if they're going to move on or not but we do got to talk there have been some positive things right you know monday austin rivers drops 41 a career high and and goes off in that game it, it it's important because you know the things he was bringing to this game is kind of the same stuff russ brings obviously not at the same level or capacity or anything like that but you know he he does a very good job of attacking when teams go to double james and he's able to get to the rim and kickouts and things like that. They're going to need a bunch of guys to do that. And I thought Eric did a good job against Indiana yesterday doing the same thing, you know, and there's a, I pulled up a clip early on where Austin Rivers drove to the, drove to the lane after getting the ball from James and then it finds Gordon after the defense is rotating and then Gordon attacks the rim from there. And I think it's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. They're going to need a lot more drive and kick from, those two guys in particular, because those are the guys I'd probably trust after Russ to do it. Along those lines, do you think, because I have this fear that the same way when Chris went down, how James went on that crazy tear, do you think if Russ isn't able to go, does James kind of go back to his old ways of, you know, wanting to do everything himself? Because if you do look at how Austin and Eric have to play, when Austin was, you know, scoring his career high, he looked full of confidence. And if you talk to Austin, all season long, he'll tell you the same thing. Like, he knows what he can do, but the role he's on the team is not to score 30, 40 points a game. Now, without Russ, you have to lean on Eric. You have to lean on those guys to create, not only for themselves, because there's going to be times where James is on the, on the bench. Eric is going to be on the floor by himself with Austin or even with other guards, but they have to have that confidence and ability to drive and kick, to score for themselves, positive 
scenarios for themselves on the floor. And I, th- I think that's a big ask right now, given just the abrupt timing of the injury. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's just on those guys. I think everybody kind of has to lift up their game. And yeah, that's going to be, good. that's going to be hard. Cause you got Ben McLemore, who's playing really well, shooting 44% from three. You got Daniel house who's playing really well. As, and he is, as, he hasn't played the last two games. Right. And so, you know, so hopefully you get him back. Hopefully that's not as, as big of a, injury or anything like that but you know you're you you got to get these guys rolling you know the other thing that's really important and this it's I know he does so much on defense but Covington can't shoot 23 percent from three if this team's going to have any chance in the playoffs doesn't matter who the opponent is yeah um he's been he's been shooting poorly Tuck has been shooting poorly as well yeah those think, guys have to hit shots and I think yeah, in any series well we'll plug into this later but in any series where you know what a team's defense is going to do you can't give them that edge because it just makes them more aggressive on what they want to do anyway. Right. And as to your point about James and, and, you know, is he going to revert back to his old ways? I think he will. And I think his minutes are about to shoot up. And that's saying a lot. That's so dangerous. Like this is, I don't think people realize how dangerous this is for everybody because look, you had the four months off upon the resumption. Everybody talked about the possibility of these, you know, little injuries here and there when you come back. You know, there's always the question of rest versus rhythm and how do you manage that? And I think with Russ, because he had played, what, 28 minutes the night before? And 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 the coach said he wasn't feeling right the next morning. So they had an MRI. I wonder if that had anything to do with not playing the game before and then come back and playing 28 minutes or stuff like that. It's but it's it's tough to figure out. It's just so tricky to maneuver. Like it's it's just a difficult realm. I think with Tuck, with House, with Russ, with anybody that's banged up, you just have to kind of hope for the best and pray because you just it really it really exposes your depth or lack thereof if if you have all these injuries at the same time. We're in a really positive mood this morning. I hope nobody was coming to us for uplifting advice today. <laughs> but 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 look, if you do want to get into the positives, uh, we can move forward a bit. They have the second best defense uh, defensive rating in the bubble, you know, per clean the glass after what seven games. If you exclude garbage time, I think that's a big positive. It's a huge positive actually, um, because if you're not hitting your shots, you have to defend twice as hard anyway. But they've shown that. They can be dominant defensively for stretches. Now, can they extrapolate that for a whole game? You know, two games, three games. They're gonna need it. They're gonna I need to do it for four. <laughs> I do think it. Uh, yeah, I do think it's a huge, huge, huge plus that they now have to go to Chesapeake uh, Arena <laughs> because if they did, I know you saw the, the game last time over there. They got destroyed because that home crowd is like a, a, a six man on itself. So I do think that this bubble scenario will give them, it will at least alleviate some of the pressure without you know, those screaming fans in your face. But it's going to be tough. They're going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. They finished in the, I guess it's still decide if who's going to be the four or five. Not that it matters because like you said, no, no road games in this scenario. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back after a message from our friends at Indochino. But I do want to get into this. Mark Stein tweeted out, As if the Rockets' thunder in round one didn't have enough subplots. I'm told James Harden's team and Chris Paul's team not only share a hotel, but also share the same building at the Uh-oh. Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, if we're not setting up 
just sort of I'm setting up booby traps. If yeah, I, if I mean, there's going to be I'm all sorts of James. things. You know, there have been jokes running around of like, are there tunnels in the Floridian? Is there <laughs> who's doing what? You know, I have images of Chris Paul and the the uh, ventilator shafts trying to listen in to uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in the Rockets playoff meetings and things like that. Like, I kind of this is kind of going to be. Unfortunately, we're probably not going to get to see it play out, but this is a whole other drama out off the court that would have been amazing to really kind of check out. I wonder, I wonder if, if James and Ben are playing cornhole and Chris comes and kicks their, kicks their bag away. As, well as-, <laughs> as it, as the shot's coming across, you have Steve and Adam sprinting across and knocking oh away God, the, that's, that's the speed be, bag as it's going in. Hilarious. That's going to be hilarious. That's going to be hilarious. No, I, I, I just think that's going to be a really, this is going to be the fun subplot, I think, with a lot of playoff teams throughout the uh, the bubble experiences. You know, seeing everybody, and this is going to get chippy. Like I have, oh my god, the I have very high expectations for ultimate levels of chippiness. What's your over under on uh on uh, skirmishes? I'll give it three. I actually, I'll take the under. I don't think we'll get skirmishes, but I think we're going to get a lot of technicals, and and you know, really. We would have gotten a lot more had Russ been on the court. Because if you had Russ, I'm going. Listen, here's the way I'm going to play. I'm going on the assumption he's not going to be available for the first round. Tell I'm told otherwise. But you know, if you go, if you had Russ on the court, I mean, you have Russ going at his old team. You have Chris going at his old team. Like it would have been a whole different deal. The the uh, all the good vibes from the tribute video night for Russell Westbrook, you know, which feels like 12 years ago. Uh, would probably be gone at this point, and it would be a uh, a lot of trash talk, a lot of stuff. Like it would get really interesting real quick. Wow, this 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 thing just threw me off. Like I'm just trying to picture, you know, how everything goes down because now without him on the floor, he's also your emotional leader as well. He's got to be the one that you're gonna look to for guidance in those situations. But you know, with James now and Eric and Austin, who who's gonna be that enforcer? I guess. I think Russ. it's gonna have to be Tuck. To be honest with you. I think he's the guy that holds the most respect out of everybody. He, he, we talked about it last week. You know, he's the glue guy, you know, and I think that's kind of going to be him sort of trying to pick everybody up and try to keep everybody moving in that right direction. So we're going to have to see how that goes. I do want to let's just do one positive thing and one thing that and, and one thing that surprised us and one thing we're not too surprised about from what we've seen in the bubble in these seven games, you know, so Kelly. What's one thing that surprised you? And I hope to God it's positive because we've been very naked. <laughs> one thing that surprised me is uh, James Harden's uh, his level of readiness. He looks fantastic. I think he had 45 points, uh, 17 rebounds, if I'm not mistaken, eight cheap assists. I think he looks ready to go. I think um, not only is all the hopes of the city and the team going to be on his shoulders, I think he's going to deliver this playoffs. I think I think people are going to see um, a different side, a more aggressive side of James Harden. Granted, you know if you don't have Russ anyway, your stuff goes up regardless, like your usage and your just offensive, you know, heliocentrism. But I just think that he's someone who's going to have to take his game to another level, even though that's kind of hard to say because he's pretty much done everything as an offensive player. Um, it's going to be up to him to 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 take his team past the first round. But I, I do think he's looked great. I do think he's ready for the challenge. And, and we'll see come Monday. Yeah, I mean, he definitely does look really, really good in that scenario. My thing that's kind of most surprising me, and you said it, 
their defense. Their defense has been really good during this this run in the bubble. Like I've been very impressed across the board. Hopefully that's something that they can maintain and continue to do. But that that's something I wasn't fully expecting it to be as good as it has been. I mean, second in the uh, in the league it, in the bubble, uh, according to Cleaning the Glass, is is pretty damn impressive for this team, especially considering how small they are and considering how many rebounds they give up a night. So that's my most surprising thing. What's your least surprising? The shooting. Everyone knows that the Rockets, you know, take a bowl of the threes. This season, I think they're ranked towards the bottom 10, I think, in, in accuracy, efficiency. The three-point shooting hasn't surprised me like that. It has been pretty shocking to see the amount of threes they've missed. I think one game they went 19 for, was it 58 or something like that? It was something crazy. I mean, they, they, they're shooting an absurd number of attempts. You know, this yeah, was 61 the yeah, other night. So. Cra- yeah. <laughs> so, like, but on the flip side, hitting 19 threes in the game is a lot. So... I want, I want to see how they mortgage that going forward because the, the Thunder are a team who have played a bit of zone at times. They do force you to beat them from the outside consistently. I want to see how Mike D'Antoni manages those minutes of Ben McLemore. You know, if Eric Gordon, because Eric Gordon's been a streaky shooter this season. Let's, let's just keep it a buck. Um, he hasn't played great, but let's see what he can do. The onus is going to be on guys like Covington. Can he pick up? Because if he's hitting his tough threes, he takes a lot of contested threes. If he can hit those at Maybe better than twenty one percent. Please, um, <laughs> I think they have a bit of a chance. Tucker too. Yeah, he has to because he's missed a lot of corner threes. And in the game, in the playoffs, those are going to be a lot of momentum shifting threes if he can hit those. But even just James, like, does he kick his attempts up from what ten, twelve to you know, now fifteen, fourteen? Like, I want to see how that goes. But I do think the shooting. It's probably going to be the biggest telltale sign of how far they'll go without Russ. Well, the for me, the least surprising thing is how quickly they went from all the offense. <laughs> we have all these things we're going to do. And it's de- it, it, it devolved very quickly into uh, a lot of 101, a lot of isolation stuff. So for me, that's been the thing that has surprised me the least because I was saying it all along. Man, when it, when it, it sounds no one good. gets... <laughs> when, it go, when the going gets tough, they're just going to revert back to who they are. And I'm okay with that. Right. But it was just funny, all the, you know, oh, we're doing all these things. We have new wrinkles. We new have wrinkles. this. We have that. You know, and it's just like, and then the, the ball tips, they run one set play. Very next play. All right, isolation. So it was, those are the kind of things I was I was not too surprised about in in that regard. Kelly, anything else you want to touch on? What do you have coming up soon? Uh, I'm going to have a preview probably with Eric Horn, you know, just on the series. I'm going to have something on the defense. I'm going to have something on uh, just the whole situation itself and how this bubble has been not only a period of uncertainty, but I, I said this like two weeks ago. Now you have uncertainty inception, which is uncertainty upon uncertainty upon uncertainty. And now this rust injury just adds another layer. Uh, I do think this is going to be the time where you, you're going to have to see how tough mentally these guys are if they're able to dig deep and go to another level of themselves and pull something out of the hat because they're going to need all of it and more. Yeah, well, their backs are going to be against the wall, and we're going to find out everything we need to know about them because this is, you know, this is desperate times. Hoping the best for uh, us, you know, speedy recovery. 
know, Ho- hopefully it's to... not that bad. Hopefully we'll yeah, hope, we'll hope get, a, we'll like get a, a a Woj bomb during the uh, or a Shams bomb to go during for the one. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and one of those things where it was just like, "Psych, he's fine," because uh, <laughs> he has played with he has played through injury before. But the quad. Is I, this is one I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, the recommend quad is something playing different. through. You don't want to be a hero and. This is one. If you try to play through, I bet you could also you could tear your quad, which is then a whole then other issue. Victor Oladipo type, you know. Y- y- yeah. Now, now we're hitting real problems. So I think that's it, man. So for Kelly Eco. For Mike Smelt, for Mo DeKeel, we out!